Welcome to Botter's News Podcast. This podcast is all about staying ahead of the curve through the implementation of personalized one-on-one conversations with your audience. We focus on designing personas, the conversations they are having, and the technology that is enabling the dialogue. Here are your hosts, Hans and Jerome. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Bottles Muse podcast, uh, episode uh, seven already. So uh, my name is Hans Vandenberg. I'm Jerome van Linnen. Well, what's, uh, what's happening today? Today, we're going to really talk about all about market research, uh, about the trends, uh, but also in regards to a question that we got about how can you, the activities that you do on a, from a market research perspective, how, um, can that, uh, how is that done currently in the, uh, in the customer journey? And how can you potentially uh, do that uh, with a bot? So we, uh, we really like that a lot. Uh, the downside <laughs> is that we really <laughs> went uh, full-blown on this. Uh, so great question from, uh, from a prospect of ours. But uh, yeah, so we, uh, I hope you're going to like uh, the episode uh, about market research. So that's the complete focus from uh, mainly a consumer goods uh, perspective. Uh, Before we uh, dive into the details, um, of course, if you like the podcast, go to the the show notes and uh, and leave us a review, much appreciated. But if you're interested in implementing bots, then uh, uh, please visit our link in the show notes or just type in when you are driving or walking um, do that later, but botimplementation.com slash PMC. That is our free mini course about pitfalls, about communication, about also the bot implementation formula. So uh, I hope you like that course. First off, um, yeah. Market research. Yeah, market research. So uh, the different areas. So what's uh, what's cooking there, uh, Jerome Wallace? So uh, basically, I mean, here what we have is is the more traditional ones, um, traditional market research. I think anybody who's been in working at any company, looking at trying to get a better understanding of who's the customer, what is the market doing, how's the product being received, um, knows about one, personal interviews, two, focus groups, then naturally the observation, which is really um, uh, observing the the human, the consumer in his natural habitat, uh, and of course the surveys, which I think everybody has had some touch points with, be it the telephone, the face-to-face, the email, or or the web-based uh, surveys. Um, this is really the the traditional, normal, standard approach in terms of consumer research. The interesting part is coming, and well, you've probably guessed it already, is when you start using your mobile telephone, and more importantly, when you start using chat or chatbots. Because then you're coming into the area of mobile um, ethnography. Uh, Sorry for that one. It's one hell of a word. I have it the whole week already that I cannot pronounce (laughs) it. So I'm totally with you. Yeah, when I first read it, when I read about it, I was like, like, okay, ethnography, right? So what the heck is that? But indeed, (laughs) what you mentioned clearly is that you have the generic 
observations, which you would do face to face with a very small group. And, and, and when you take a little bit of that into the mobile and which is a device, of course, that is, that is, uh, well, basically attached and glued to ourselves, you, what wouldn't it be nice? And that's what people already are working on uh, for us a little bit new is, is, is how can you use the mobile in your resource environment and what you call explicitly regarding to your habitat. Yeah. Yeah. What you do. It's really cool. Yeah. The world is opening, basically, in that one. I uh, think also in terms of wearable uh, devices, um, where you have a magnitude of data in a situational analysis or in a situation uh, when doing something, when looking at something, when trying something, etc. So it, it's, it's, it's amazing. Plus, the results are immediate. I mean, my biggest frustration always, and uh, in the automotive industry where I used to work, this is a big one as well, where you do the panels in order to understand really and the focus groups or the observations as well in terms of understanding what is the usage. I remember one time when we had uh, one of our um, uh, colleagues from Japan where you're standing outside of school in order to understand with a camera, which is already tricky in France, um, where you're trying to understand what is the behavior of uh, mums dropping off mom's dad's dropping off the kids for school and 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 basically what you do there is you all stand all day there and understand really what behavior is how do they use the product how do they use the vehicle do they stop etc 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 so world opens up in terms of data and how they use it Add that right, right. And, and, and I would like to add, I have experience with that as well with personal interviews or focus groups, but it's a lot is, is asking a lot of questions, which um, uh, let's be honest, we're not um, uh, all expert in, but, but, but the thing it's, it's, it's very um, linked to a certain area and you're directing people already to a certain spot. Like what you mentioned is of course, definitely observation. You don't ask them anything, which is great. Uh, but how would you link that then to uh to people that use their mobile are not being observed. Well, of course, they are in consent with mobile ethnography. They are in consent that you work with them. But wouldn't it be great that you trigger them and uh, and that you ask them for information? Uh, I think that's uh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah that's really good. Uh, another one that you have found as well in the new types of research, besides the four obvious ones, is uh, really gamification, the, the, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. The gamification. I think... Getting people to engage with certain elements is very, very much driven by the appeal. Um, what's in it for them? What's the benefit for them to engage with um, any activity nowadays? Gamification is a big, big element in order to get people really into something. And with the play that you are bringing to your telephone, effectively you can integrate your key questions in terms of how would they perceive something how do they uh, do something and leading to much higher quality data because they're enjoying their behavior it's it's more natural in terms of behavior so you're getting a, a wealth of data in their really natural environment yeah, and 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 uh, to 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 close this down, but but uh, let's go to the meats and bowls. But but the thing is, indeed, when when you're in a mobile and 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 start conversations uh, with the people uh, when they're on the mobile, when they are in a certain area, when they are in a certain time uh, of the day, in the morning with breakfast or whatever, on top going through a sort of a game 
of uh, how many conversations and how many information did you give us and how could you potentially uh, potentially uh, earn points and all that sort of stuff. That That's, of course, a fun thing in the research that you could play with, especially uh, young generations yeah. um, when you would uh, when you would benefit them with even money that when they are in a certain store and, and you know that by the GPS, again, uh, in consent of the consumer, and you ask them to walk to the food aisle or the, the candy aisle to make a picture of the aisle and uh, and and all the products then uh, and they earn extra points and extra money uh, that's definitely a, a a great game to play not only in the benefit of uh, of of course uh, a, a financial benefit you could do other kinds of stuff with uh, with games yeah so those two uh, yeah really great personal interviews focus groups observation regular surveys um, especially surveys is, is definitely one-way communication personal interviews focus groups is of course more conversational but we will take this uh, mobile ethnography and, and gamification onwards to our question. Is it okay to move on, uh, Jerome, at this point? Yep, no, yep. Yep. no problem. Cool. So um, having said that, uh, why did we dive into this mobile ethnography? I'm, I'm practicing here to really pronounce it. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> it basically was like, how can I uh, use potentially uh, chatbots uh, to get some qualitative data from my consumers, right? So how can I use chatbots and what we say, and that's how we will what we'll zoom in, is how can I start with my consumers uh, one-on-one and in principle personalized conversations to get more data and more information from the consumers to to give them the best, right? To give them the best experience, exactly. to provide them the best products, uh, to provide them the best offer. So this is really, guys, on on, on really on only... Uh, the, the 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 consumer research and uh, and conversation opportunities. So uh, focus. And, and let's face it as well. I mean, when when we started thinking about this, when we got the question as well, there's two ways of doing it. You already have a certain research element in your normal bot work, anyway. Yeah, any decent chatbot will have a tracking in there in terms of behavior. Why do we choose this? Why do we do that, etc.? And you have, because of that dialogue, you have a certain quality of data already. This is going one step further, effectively. It's really using it for in-depth understanding in terms of how do you use that data and what can you do with it. Uh, sure, sure. And what I would like to add is, of course, you will uh, most likely perform market research with consumers at this moment in time. So we're, huh? the only thing that we will add uh, an extra layer on that we will challenge or inform you or huh? and hopefully inspire you in this podcast of, 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 of looking at the customer journey and then see where you currently perform uh, consumer research and not market research on your competitors and stuff, but really consumer research where you potentially could start a conversation. Yeah, so it's more exactly. consumer research conversations um, uh, that uh, that we really uh, would like you uh, to to understand and and be inspired about. So um, again, we uh, we take our bot formula as the basis. So in this case, we uh, we focus on on, on consumers. Uh, so really, the end users of your product, either in food or usage or or whatever or phone, and uh, and of course we take as the basis again the the customer journey what we have not included and uh, feel free uh, to send us a note via botimplementation.com slash ask if you have a question but what we are not including is engaging with consumers when you are developing a new product because that's definitely 
around ideation and an ID and then trigger it. That uh, that that is also an area uh, that will be too long uh, for the podcast. Um, uh, challenge us uh, to do the next one. So, uh, but but we now focus really on the product is done. And uh, what can you start conversations? Uh, what kind of conversation can you have with which purpose um, in there? So the customer journey is definitely uh, one that we will uh, start with. So in the search phase, you want to kick it off, uh, Jerome? Yeah. So one key thing, which I think a lot of the companies are doing, a lot of companies are um, out there are um, advertising research. So I've been involved in a lot of cases for this as well, where you're trying to get a clear understanding in terms of whether your advertising actually is going to have the the pull, the, the appeal that you think it will have in terms of message, image, um, any any element basically of the advertising. So here it's really about panel research on advertising. So is your message understood? Is it engaging enough? Yes, no. A lot of it is done currently via email, but effectively by using chatbot, you have an opportunity of getting that data immediately and on the spot. Yeah, I would like to add there is that with the panel, if you have the panel in consent, you of course can send a message about an ad, for example, a, a digital ad or even a video. Um, yeah. And of course, you can uh, you can ask them as well to rate it, which is pretty straightforward. However, uh, it would also be very interesting to uh, to put uh, some stuff next to each other um, with a color change, with a different visual of a person, all that sort of stuff that they immediately can vote because it's very interactive. Uh, and ask them immediately a question related. Um, suppose there was a baby on, or there is a, a a a mother on an ad. Uh, which do you like most? Okay, when they click on on the baby, uh, you of course immediately with the bot can can continue the conversation and asking uh, with some open questions or more close linear questions in the chat bot, like why is is it more appealing uh, that mm-hmm. baby? So exactly. uh, I think that's that's really also a benefit. Of, uh, of 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 the possibility with, with with a bot that you really can have a conversation that is automated, right? So you have to yeah. think of that, and it can be linear or non-linear, meaning you can have an open uh, conversation and can respond. And there are great tools to that as well, like uh, like the bots with uh, with AI capabilities. But uh, yeah, that's really in search, um, and this is really focused. Uh, I totally agree, is on the advertising uh, materials, so to speak, that you want to position. Um, when people are searching that you want to inspire mm-hmm. them in the search phase with uh, with campaign materials yeah good point yeah great all right uh compare. compare one as well yeah okay, cool so yeah for, yeah shoot for, it the, off. for yeah. the compare one we're really talking about the in-store engagement so i, I think everybody would like to have a much clearer understanding as well is what are the decision criteria at the moment of product comparison? So why would a customer go for this rather than for this? Think of elements you can test here in terms of packaging in a supermarket, for instance. So you have on the same shelf, same height shelf, you have two packages and so on. For which would the customer go, which is more appealing on the basis of color, design, whichever, message, etc. Yeah, you would engage with them, um, which could be cool with uh, what we also researched about this mobile at the graphy is that you, that, that you know in which, uh, which store they are. 
you start the conversation uh, there potentially uh, uh, or in the middle or you engage with them and saying, hey, if you today are going to shop and it can be via WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger or any app, um, uh, a chat app, hey, uh, today when you go shopping, help us out here. So when they are in store, you can explicitly uh, then uh, request for their feedback and ask indeed videos, photos to upload of the store where they are. And which two package, yeah, two 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 brands with two packages, they they are comparing. Uh, yeah, that would be cool if if you ask them like, hey, you want to now uh, buy this uh, product of biscuits, uh, which do you like as well in that area? And uh, they need to need to make a picture of both. Um, perhaps a little bit far fetched, but when consumers are at least earn an incentive uh, to do so, I think uh, this is definitely in the area of this mobile stuff where. Uh, where you can engage very nicely. Yeah, yeah, cool. Next, um, of course, they search, they compare some product, and then they try to decide. So what's cooking there? Very simple. Who's my audience? It's really a clear understanding about who's my audience, what drives them, what motivates them, what appeals, what not, what works, what doesn't. Here it's really about, as in any company, I think, I mean, I've done product as well, and the basic assumption is you know your customer, or at least that's the assuming. We're trying to be more consumer-centric or customer-centric, but the main point I think here it's about you have effectively live the opportunity to really understand who is the person I need to engage with, who is the person I talk with. It becomes very difficult in this case to identify a persona because your bot needs to have a little bit of a, a specific means of how to engage with an unknown persona, basically. Yeah, but that's why you when, when, that's when you decide that you don't know. When it, when there are a panel, you of course know. When you don't, yeah. and you start the conversation uh, when they are there and they uh, scan the QR code, for example, to uh, to to receive a coupon. Uh, to get a discount in the retail store, j- just just brainstorming. But indeed, mm-hmm. then you don't know uh, uh, who's doing that. But with the QR code, you at least can start a conversation. And then in these, ask them questions about uh, who the heck are you, uh, man, woman, uh, all that sort of stuff, if they want. Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, and you can ask them first and then provide the coupon, which is definitely an incentive. Otherwise, we will not give it anymore. But that could be definitely... An, an engagement in the decide phase of, of, of getting them on board and uh, and asking them questions and, 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 and start a conversation there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. One way there and is that you know them. will give you a wealth of information, basically. Yeah, yeah. One way you know that they uh, that you know them when they're in the panel eh, and they are they're having a, a chatbot app or something and you engage with them and they start. Uh, but if they don't, uh, if you don't know them yet and you try to engage there at that moment, which are definitely some uh, opportunities. Also in the other other podcast, we talked about that. I think it's in episode six as well about how to engage uh, at that moment. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Exactly. Uh, purchase. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, when they have bought it, it's of course great. Uh, uh, again, when they're in a panel, to, uh, to ask them, what did you buy? And second, uh, uh, for sure, you want to know more with that person uh, why they bought this. And, uh, and uh, uh, of course, in the compare phase, you, you let them compare and you let them explain how they compare. That's something different than here is uh, that they tell you 
why they bought this. Yeah, that's uh, totally. I mean, how many times have you not received an email saying, "Okay, why did you buy? Do you do you mind spending some time to fill in a survey post purchase?" And honestly, here you have an opportunity. But the the but the biggest problem is here the number of people actually filling in the survey is very very limited. Why would you? Yeah. Um, here you have an opportunity to really engage with the consumer uh, and basically even upsell in some cases. Well, the cool thing is that uh, that uh, that this mobile ethnography there are also tools. If again, because this is scary. If again the consumer, of course, obliged to do so, but that also has uh, uh, tools that monitors uh, your mobile activity. Uh, I have not seen yet that they can also track when you purchased something. So when you use your mobile wallet, but uh, wouldn't it be cool that they that the, that that app knows that, and it it asks what did you buy and why did you buy it, right? Because that's the trigger at that moment. So mobile ethnography is of course research within the environment of the person. Now, as the mobile is in this case, uh, not or with them and also a payment method, it would be really, really good that you then ask them, what did you buy? Yeah, potentially they, they, they agree to share the location and you know that as well. So that way you can really uh, follow the consumer and what they do, what they buy, at what moment they buy and what they have bought. And then ask, start a conversation like, hey, why did you bought this? Why did you bought this by the other brand? Um, yeah, that's uh, that's really, uh, and the technology is uh, basically there um, as far as it goes, as I can see it with this area. So in the usage, yes. it's scary. It's scary. It's yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but yeah, of course, we 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 uh, with bottom limitation, we don't focus on 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 all the other um, areas of content and information. However, um, uh, starting a conversation and how do you do that? The bot, either a, a chat bot or a voice bot definitely of course will work because you can also in the future, we can probably anticipate that they will just leave a voice message and saying, I liked, uh, the, the, the supermarket. I hated it because it was dirty. Uh, the lines were very long. Oh no, they're not there because you check out without seeing anybody, but that's of course the Amazon Go store. But um, mm. yeah, the thing is you can definitely do a survey about the shopping experience when it's also a physical store. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then they leave just a voice message. You translate it to text and off you go. And you anticipate yeah. it. Uh, yeah, and I mean, yeah. Now in retail also what you have is a lot is, you know, the, the, the camera tracking in terms of where do people spend time in store, which elements, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And as more retail uh, stores are, are having this user experience roadmap, a journey through the store, it becomes a very, very interesting element to try and integrate mobile phone, for instance, into that. Currently yeah, sure, they wifi. do that currently in the retail, uh, for sure. That's why they need you to connect to Wi-Fi. However, it would, be, of course, be ideal, which is not easy when you're a CPG brand, that you connect with your consumers and that in some way you can do the same thing. You can ask them questions. But, yeah, I think that the capabilities and, guys, all the bothers out there, uh, what we uh, indicate is all possible. Uh, we anticipate that that's definitely going to happen. Is it already that far? Not yet. The biggest challenge for CPGs, of course, to get your panel in place uh, to 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 get this started. But again, as we say with the formula, uh, start small, start with a purpose. Small steps will also lead to big changes. So um, this is just an idea of what you could do. 
uh, we have definitely some cases as for the next one in the usage that uh, scan a QR code when you use it on the pack and get the joke of the day. That's not a joke, but that's real life what's happening. Um, then of course you can do some research on when they use the product, when they use it, where they use it, how they use it, right? Because you know, when they scan it, it's probably the product is on the table when they eat it. Um, and we talked about that in, uh, in episode six as well. Uh, but that's definitely a, a great customer research insight. Absolutely. Anything you would like to add in the usage phase, Jim? So on the usage, uh, take, for instance, uh, panel research again, understanding usage of the product, when, where, how, by whom. So here it's really about they've used it, uh, they've bought a product. Um, you have an assumption as a company about how the consumer is going to use it. Here it is about fine-tuning the product effectively. It is getting more insight in terms of how are they actually using it, uh, at which time are they using it, um, where are they using it, etc. With this, you can further uh, develop your product, uh, improve upon your product in order to meet those situational analysis. Yeah, and as mentioned uh, on, on the, the stuff that you put on your bread, they, they, that, that brand found out that they were using in, the, I believe it was the afternoon instead of the morning. And the good thing is that you can also then start an engagement with them and ask questions like, okay, with how many people are you at the table? I always think that because in our uh, family, we don't all eat the same things. So some stuff I don't eat and my sons do eat. Uh, so from I that know. perspective, you can definitely engage there when they scan the QR code to get the joke of the day. You know when it is and you can ask them like, hey, great, that uh, it's probably on the table, right? Okay, make a picture of the table and see what's out there, what the competitors are. That's that's really mobile ethnography in its works, which is already very much possible, very easy with chatbots these days on uh, on to do it. So uh, so that's really cool. So for us, there was definitely a lot of eye-opening stuff, uh, mapping the market research questions and consumer research questions into this uh, areas of bot and starting conversations. So, okay, post-purchase and the usage, right? You mentioned that yeah. as well. So post-purchase post, uh, post, uh, um, consumer satisfaction survey. Well, in, in my old business, it was always the survey where uh, you buy a car, you get your survey X months uh, or X weeks after in terms of are you happy with the usage, etc. Um, where you have to then wait six months in order to get the data and have a clear understanding in terms of the how and what. Always a massive pain point. Here it gives you one much higher return on investment as well in terms of people responding. But at the same time, you have an opportunity effectively of having a closer contact with with the consumer um, and he will feel much closer as well towards the brand, the dealership, uh, whatever. Yeah. So uh, it, it gives opportunities. It opens up opportunities for a lot more than just the research, but at the same time as well with the return to the consumer, um, having a feeling of being involved, having a feeling of somebody caring effectively about your purchase and what you do with it. 
So we went from search, compare, decide, purchase, use, and then the last one is, okay, they're really satisfied, we hope, which you have to try to find out and start in a conversation, and we just call it consumer satisfaction conversation instead mm-hmm. of satisfaction eh? uh, survey, which is a one-way. Uh, next one, evangelize. Now, hopefully, they're going to recommend, and then it's great to research why do they recommend it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and and indeed, we had a long discussion about that. Is 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 that you want to know to whom, right? So more in the persona mm-hmm. area, that you exactly. say, hey, who are you gonna, who are you going to uh, uh, submit this to? We had the live example of that. I got a great um, uh, technology gadget of a bottle that is linked to an app and that tells me when I need to drink, and I recommended that to Jerome. Uh, so yeah, we're same age. Uh, same uh, same family type and all that sort of stuff. Although Belgium and Switzerland is a little bit different, but uh, but at least then you recommend it to the same personas, kind of. Uh, but it would be a very interesting to know if uh, if there are some uh, a, a, another type of person, right? Another persona that you exactly. uh, that they recommend it to, which which you might not even have thought of uh, to target with your marketing campaign. So it's really really cool when you, of course, again these consumers uh, engage with them. To recommend the product, uh, of course, provide them something because some do that, uh, like with the Apple products, they do that uh, without getting paid uh, because they're such a fan, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you can also find other means which we're not experts in, but a lot of people are. But you can definitely start a good conversation on uh, why did you do this and uh, to whom. Exactly. Uh, this one uh, is more up your alley. Then the last one in Evangelize, talked about that as well. You want to take that one? Yeah, I mean, this was more or less the biggest discussion. It's 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 coming from when somebody recommends effectively, you're in a situation where you can contact that person as well. Um, imagine they would provide their email address or contact details basically of the person they would recommend it to. And it opens up a new uh, audience basically for your survey. So when it is, for instance, uh, me um, recommending my my parents, for instance, it would open up a new avenue for the research in order to talk to that audience, uh, which is a completely different demographic in terms of age, situation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So effectively, you're broadening up your scope. It's almost like um, using LinkedIn and, and growing your network. Yeah, and the good thing here is, is, of course, that when a person that already bought your product, you're starting basically, of course, a new sales process, a lead process. We're not going to focus on that right now here uh, in, in that area. The focus is, of course, that we then, from a research perspective, indeed, would like to know that new consumer, perhaps they didn't consume your product yet, so let's call it prospect, but that prospect uh, uh, who that is, right? To match it, what we talked about, to match it with the person that recommended the product. And if it's the same, then you will find that out as well. And how could you do that? Well, the, the how is definitely when, uh, of course, someone proposes a product to another one, then they will definitely look at it. Of course, you start in the sales process fully and, and presenting the product and try to buy them. Wouldn't it be great to just say, hey, can we ask you a couple of questions and you didn't get a discount code to buy the product online? And then you ask potentially the questions, who are you? What do you do? 
and uh, how what's your living style and where do you live and all that sort of stuff. That that would be ideal to find research there to find this uh, the, the 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 demographics of this new uh, prospect or consumer linked with the person that uh, that was uh, evangelizing the product. Yeah, if there's a match or not. And then of course AI um, buzzword, but uh, a lot of artificial intelligence can take in place to map those with who's evangelizing and what's the demographic of the person that is uh, that is buying. That will be really cool. Yeah. If you mix those two together. Yeah. All right. Anything else on this one, on the generic ones? Because then we have prepared something more. Of course, what we talked about is what would be the layer on top of it when we think of uh, mobile ethnography, right? Ethnography. Exactly. Uh, and you go to the search phase. That Those were the standard ones. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, Feel free to uh, to go to botimplementation.com slash seven if you would like to receive these visuals. Please uh, please go there and we can share it with you. And uh, that's it. So from a uh, from a search standpoint, what can you do when you're uh, in the mobile ethnography space? I think uh, as a basis for any customer research, it is there's a clear need in terms of who's my customer. Um, and and they're more in terms of what are the characteristics, uh, male, female, married, non-married, single, children, no children, what is my, uh, what are my core values, what are my beliefs, uh, those kind of elements. And effectively, when you talk about search, the ideal situation is here you can look at um, the element which you already raised is, for instance, this this app on your telephone in terms of who searches what where. So you can tie the demographics of that person to the overall behavior in terms of what they search, where they search, etc. Cool. Let's continue. So um, great and compare. Um, so we already covered on that. So we go a little bit quicker here. But the thing is, when they compare... And they're in a compare mode, and uh, it will be ideal with the, with with this mobile stuff in your mobile device. You uh, you can track again if there is consent uh, about the location, right? The location that they're at, exactly. Uh, potentially pictures, uh, what we mentioned. So that's really mobile research. Uh, the pictures that they uh, that they take from uh, from different products. Yes, or even tracking in terms of location tracking, which aisle and which supermarket, etc. Yeah. Then naturally, who buys, what are the values, reasons for purchase, the likes, etc. In the That's decide phase. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah, purchase. I really liked more. What's the situation, right? And uh, exactly. supermarket are in. Would you like to iterate that a little bit? Yeah, so it's here really about what is the situation of the supermarket? Why do you choose the supermarket? Um, is it because it's so well organized? Is it because of this? Is it because of this? Um, so you can link specific questions basically to one location as well in the situation that they are in. And you can do on the basis of pictures, all kinds of things. Yeah, indeed. And, and, and especially because with the mobile, potentially you know where they're at, where they shopped, right? And when they do exactly. the payment... Uh, you at least know that they bought something and when they stayed on that location. Pretty scary, but uh, you can definitely, uh, in the past when you would do this, it will take a lot of time to observe all these people and follow them. And now 
that's the cool thing about this whole mobile uh, market research with mobiles. Uh, you can do a whole lot more without the effort, but you're getting a loads ton of data that you also have to analyze. That's uh, that's definitely exactly. the next challenge. Yeah. So in the usage, uh, that's definitely an interesting one uh, that you came up with, uh, Jerome. Is, uh, the usage, the time, right? When? Yeah. What? So the time tracking. So what is used when? What time of the day? Um, already, like what you mentioned in in your example as well. You can easily track um, which product is used at which time of the day. You can track, for instance, how long do they use the product? Um, what do they use it for? Etc. 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 So it's really a very simple means of tracking your overall behavior and how long you stay with that specific product and whether. It needs to adjust because of that. Uh, yeah, and I agree. You can do that. However, the, the engagement, of course, needs to be triggered. So the mobile is there mm-hmm. as a brand or as a research company. You would then, of course, engage uh, that you should say like, hey, uh, switch me on or something uh, when you go and eat. Uh, because there needs to, of course, be an initiation of the conversation uh, with, uh, with the person. Uh, movement. Exactly, or you uh, just yeah. go out the door after breakfast. So, what did you have, etc. Cetera, right. et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We mentioned that as well. Just right. Finished, et yeah, yeah, yeah. At least when they leave the door, then hopefully you can ask them like, uh, "Hey, uh, great, you're on the route. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you currently? Uh, <clears throat> did you get breakfast? Sorry. And exactly. uh, what did you get? Exactly. Then you have movement tracking, for instance, tracking of a research group. What are you using it? Where, um, etc. I had to quickly drink because I had a sore throat. Okay, next one, uh, product usage. Yep, where and how do they use it? Exactly. Be, uh, cool, yeah, buying a stairs, a new stairs to do some uh, interior decoration. That would be cool, but that's because I went to a manufacturer of these stairs that I just could think of and evangelize. Yeah, that's a little bit difficult. So, uh, yeah, one uh, one wrap-up around this area of market research and the vision of where it goes and where, where where already organizations are working on, don't get us wrong, is on this mobile ethnography. So what are the possibilities to wrap this up? Jerome, you want to take that? Yeah, so, so here I basically try to group it in four key areas. One, situation specific. So what is your environment? What are your impressions about that situation? Um, then time specific when what time of the day what is the activity you're doing at that time of day so it's it's basically an intertwining with the other elements as well location specific so for instance you are in center of london trafalgar square you're looking up at the billboards and all of a sudden something is there on the billboard how does that feel taking that into that environment and so on as well what is the advertising what is what does it bring across what are the external factors that drive it? So it's really location-specific elements. And then more importantly, user-specific. So age, sex, ethnicity, uh, beliefs, values, orientation, etc. Cool. Yeah, I like the Trafalgar Square thing. And when you know that that person is there and you then ask them questions to take a picture and then indicate what, what billboard they like the most, that's, uh, that's exactly. definitely uh, yeah, from which brand. That's definitely... Uh, I mean, you could do a post advertising. If you run an advertising there on the billboard, you do post after you do a QR code and you can see what the response is. Right. Yeah, well, they already do that. But this is more, of course, that you know that they're into Fabric Square where there is a lot of visuals, right? On the the QR, they do that. But uh, um, 
All right, guys, to wrap this up, there's a lot more to talk about. As mentioned, we don't use the, the new product development process as market research, but that can be a whole other thing. We only cover it on the customer journey. If uh, about this or about anything else and market research or, 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 or in, the, in, 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 the, in the development phase, uh, just send us a note. When you go into botimplementation.com slash ask, then uh, kick us a note via Timbo, our partner in crime. And if you have, which uh, we covered a lot, uh, if you have any uh, cases that you would like to submit, yeah, so bot cases either in market research, we are happy to review your bots uh, via botimplementation.com slash submit. Now the bot health score is being uh, further added and automated, which I think is really cool, uh, which is coming up. That's not next week or the week after, but it's a lot of work. But we will automate the bot health score report for you so that you can just uh, submit it. In case you now are interested, uh, feel free to submit it. We will definitely ask you if you want to let it cover in, uh, in our podcast. Now, the last quote, which related to market research. Exactly. Without data, you're just another person with an opinion. I love this one. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, spot on. yes. I mean, consumer centricity is key. Yet we still be we are still driven in a lot of cases in a lot of companies purely by the opinion of the loudest voice. And and here, I mean, you have so many capabilities now to get that data which is crucial in any decision-making and in any success. I mean, look at the successful brands. They are driven very much by this uh, data. And this is just spot on. I mean, if you do not value the data, if you do not use the data, then effectively you are not being uh, consumer-centric. And as a result, it's just an opinion. And, and, and guys, I hope you find the episode useful in the sense that we mapped market research possibilities uh, into the area of how can you start the conversations. Um, and of course, all can be done with bots, asking them questions, getting more feedback, getting more data at different moments in time. It will continue to be a challenge to, uh, to engage with your consumers at the right moment. Uh, but if you potentially what a lot happens, have a panel, or I would even challenge you when you are a brand uh, to start a panel uh, and start that engagement and uh, hook them up. There are great, very, very easy to use software and a lot of agencies that can help you with that uh, to start up very simple a panel uh, where you would ask them questions on, a, on an ongoing basis without doing the advanced thing of uh, location tracking, usage tracking but just do it at, the, at a certain time of day with intervals and ask your consumers uh, what they're up to. So, uh, yeah, definitely start small, um, start think with big. a purpose, uh, uh, start small, think big, but indeed uh, small steps will for sure uh, lead also to great results. So uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, podcast, uh, all the, the notes uh, indicate the links uh, to the podcast episode. If uh, you would like to do the mini course, do, do so on uh, botimplementation.com slash PMC. Uh, and that will guide you immediately into Timbo or bot. And they will guide you, uh, you will guide you through, through the course. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you already listened to this on Friday as we launch, have a good weekend. If you're in the weekend, enjoy. And uh, thanks for listening and uh, talk to you guys later. 
See you later.